I've always felt different. I've always seen things, but when I tried to express them as a child, I was always told to ignore it. There were people that I didn't know that came to me and said, I have this message that I keep getting that I have to deliver to you. All of a sudden, out of the shadows, a homeless man just jumped right in front of me, and he said, I'm a soul just like you. I love it. I wanted to understand the universe and who and what we are and what are we doing here. We're all part of this amazing soul wave tapping into each other. This was a major life changer. You are a light. You have helped me a ton. Thank you. You've given me the courage to live more from my soul. Millions of people are awakening. So wake up with Michelle Miche. Be pleased to hear the best-selling authors and experts in the fields of cutting-edge self-help, personal growth, metaphysics, and spirituality. The soul path of awakening. Understand what living awake is. Hello, lovies. Good to see you all and connect with you all. I can feel your energy and see you. Woo! If you're new, this is uh, Awakenings with Michelle Mache. I am Michelle Mache, and it's great to have you here. Let's see what's going on in the chat. We've got, uh, hello, hello, people are joining in the chatty. Uh, got a great guest coming up, too, so hope that you can stay for that. Um, we're definitely going to get to readings, and also I uh, had some questions. Thank you, those that emailed questions in. Appreciate it. Um, and there are some really good questions because we have some. If you haven't noticed or felt it, we do have some major shifting that is going on right now that's bringing up a lot of stuff for people, a lot, a lot, a lot, um, emotionally, <sighs> in the area of anxiety, sometimes depression going back and forth, but we're going to talk about that. Um, if you are in my Patreon group, I have been talking about this. I did a deep dive the other day. It, it hasn't posted yet, but heads up, it's going to be posting uh, as to what is going on and how to prepare. So uh, in the Patreon Soul Path community, I dive more deeply into what what's not only what's coming up, but how to prepare and how to navigate through it and then how to use the, the energetic shifts because we're always shifting energetically. I mean, that... That is why there's astrology and numerology. That's why you get readings. You know, that's why some of my greatest changes came from tuning into the guides and the oversouls. Well, when they first visited me way back when in Chicago, when I didn't even know who they were. Um, so we have these guiding, this guiding force within us, you know, and I do believe and have seen and have been, um, I guess, told by the Oversouls and the Guides that more and more people will be developing um, this. But there's always been seers and guides. We just have that. We have mentors and coaches. I mean, there's people I go to for particular things. The thing right now is really to be open and pay attention and and try not to block stuff out. I mean, as humans, we're really great – uh, sometimes that blocking stuff out, oh, I've done that already, or I know that already, or I've done this already, I've done this a hundred times, I've studied this already. And believe me, with a, with a, uh, with my fixed, um, you know, my, my Mercury is in a fixed sign, um, I have learned over the years, and the hard way, but I, you know, the thing is, I don't mind being wrong sometimes, and I don't say I'm 
I think it's partly because I have this gift and so many things I have been right on or accurate in my life or with other people just because of being a psychic channel, trance channel, conscious channel, psychic medium. I I get the info. However, however, (laughs) the little ego, the, the, the avatar me that is going through everyday life, you know, it can get things wrong or skewed. And also... Sometimes I need to know things because for my next level of growth and understanding or something where my blind spot is. So I have learned over the years to use humor when I'm wrong. And like, you're right. I don't mind telling people you were right. I love that you were right. Whether I'm saying I was right or I told you so, I love with my friends, my close friends, family, the people that are really tell me the same. Told you so. We talked about this. And I'll be like, I know you were right. I just think it's funny. I just think and I also know now, I tell myself, just keep open, even if you're resisting this idea or this perception from this person, just be open. And I'm doing that more and more, and I literally now feel like a space opening around my ears, especially my left ear, because our left side is the, represents the past. So there's this opening like, okay, don't right away go to what you know or what you're, what you're getting, you know? So if that helps anyone right now, just be open. See, try not to, because, you know, especially if you've done well at something, you've been a success, you've had fulfillment, you, you know, if, if you, or you've studied something a lot, or you're the expert or the go-to person, whatever it is. It could be engineering, I don't care what it is, massage, I don't know. It could be how to, how to talk on the phone, what, what cell phone to buy. Just be open because you're going to miss key, not only information from your guides, your higher self, the oversouls that are guiding us, you're going to miss key information and you're going to miss the shifts that are taking place if you don't remain open and just say, "Hmm, let me look at it this way. Maybe it could be this way. You know, maybe it could be, you know, maybe that's a possibility. So... Because if you don't, I'm telling you, and I've I've been seeing it with people, that, oh, my God, this is, you know, and I'll be like, well, I mentioned that, or so-and-so mentioned that, or you thought that. So really pay attention and really try to not reject just put it to the side. You, you may not, you, you may end up not agreeing with it, or you may end up integrating it in with something that you that you already know or did. But I'm telling you right now, the, 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 there's trying to be a new perception of yourself, a new aspect of you is trying to come through, and it's it's foreign. It may look like something that. You used to do, it may look like something that someone did and you didn't like or not what everybody else is doing. It's going to feel a bit foreign to you until you integrate or connect with that aspect of you. Then it's going to be like, all I can tell you is what you'll feel, and some of you may already be going through this, what you'll feel is like an expansion of energy. You won't feel as hemmed in because even though our beliefs support us and our experience helps us we have wisdom from our life experience you know when we bring observation and awareness 
it still can block us or slow us down because it hems us in. So as fluid as you can be right now is, is you know, having your sense of self, your core energy connected to your core self, the higher self, you know, and, and the other thing I want to share is just trying not to have your, uh, try to connect to your story, your soul story, not dependent on what other people are doing or don't do. Do they like you? Do they love you? Do they leave you? Do they stay with you or the job? Try to step back. And in fact, could do this with me now. I'm in my room. I'm in my healing room right now, looking out the window. Get in a room. Get in a room in your house because you've got those walls, you know, and you can do it outside too. Maybe I'll do it later at the beach. And just think of all the things that you're doing, the people you're connecting with, your job, what you're attached to. What is an, what is an aspect of you in the physical reality through your work purpose, through how you relate to certain people, where you go, you know, the coffee shop, the diner, where do you go, what do you do, whatever. And then just see it all in your mind and kind of feel the energy of it and then just step back, literally step backwards a few steps and see that extended. Give that stuff space and then bring your awareness back to you, right? The core, right there from bridge of the nose into that throat chakra, heart chakra, solar plexus chakra, into the sacral, the root, into the center. Really focus on the heart center, the heart lung area, and the solar plexus. That's where our core is. And just keep and step back as much as you need to and then say, what am I here to do or to share? Without anything, because those outer things can change. They may or may not be available. They could go. They could come. They could change shape and form. They could change relevance. You have something you love doing or enjoy doing. You have a way that you want to share or express. You have a reason. Some people call it their, your why. Right? So if we understand that we're spiritual beings, if that's not, we don't need to ask that question, who am I? It's where and how do I want to express and experience that. So try to get some distance to your old story or stories or your stories related to something external because I'm telling you there is a new aspect of you that wants to come through, that, that is coming through, that wants to do things differently. So if you're too identified with what you think you know or what you did in the past or what was successful and what was this and what was that, you're going to miss the next, what it is, is a 10-10 turning point. Um, Speaking of that, I had, okay, also going, hi, everyone in the chat, mad love, lots of love. And Sue is right, grounding, 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 grounding and centering. All right, gang, if you have questions, comments, or you want a reading, uh, that number is 347-539-5122 and press 1 on your keypad. And uh, that lets me know that you want a reading or you want to get on air. 347-539-5122. I think our guest is going to be uh, answered questions. Cheryl Pellant, her book's Ecosomatics, Embodiment Practices for a World in Search of Healing. And I find that very interesting because specifically this part of the awakening, this next level of upgrade on planet Earth, on starship Earth, is all about the embodiment, embodying 
the new emerging consciousness. It's not a heady thing anymore. You've got to feel it. can't fake it like I put in one of my pick-a-card readings the other day. Don't, you can't fake the funk. <laughs> you can't fake the funky. can't fake the funk. Uh, speaking of that, okay, a couple of things before we get to questions, and I'm going to get to callers, um, but we had two good questions come in by email. Uh, please, please, I'm begging you. This is, okay, this is like the, the shameless plug, um, which I've got other stuff coming up, by the way, to support the channel, so I hope everybody will do that um, probably next week. Um Please subscribe to Soul Insights and Tarot on YouTube. Also, Awakenings with Michelle Mache podcast on YouTube. Love it, especially those of you that listen either on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Please give five stars. If you want to leave a review, that's fine, but I would love the five stars. Wanting to reach out and connect with more people because I've got some big stuff planned to bring more people together. Together, together, forever. Um, the other thing is, a lot of you asked to you really wanted to re-listen to the key codes workshop and uh, attunement and activation, the sound healing, sound attunement. There is a link on my Instagram bio. Oh no, that's Soul Centered Living. Okay, I'll have to put that link, but. I put it in the stories. Maybe I'll, I'll see if I can put it in the chat. So Soul-Centered Living, six-month program. It's now as a self-study, self-paced program that you have for a year. It is over 26, 27, 28 something videos, video support, meditations, processes, energetic updates. If you really want to learn what is the soul, how do you live from the soul, what is this great awakening, where do you fit into the great awakening, how do you, you know, manage the changes that are coming up? What are the changes coming up? What does it mean to ascend? What is ascension? I dive all into that, bringing body, mind, spirit, soul information, um, esoteric, metaphysical information, psychological information, transpersonal information. There's hypnotherapy processes. Some people did it with me um, in person where we met once a month and had major, major changes. So if this is something that you want to do, it's at your own pace. You have something, you have affirmations, you have focus for the week. It's really supportive for you to make those changes in your life that you really want to make for more abundance, prosperity, and more fulfillment. So if that's something that you want to do, it's like it's, I'm right there with you, you know, weekly, so if that's something that you want to do, it really supports the, the bigger change in your life. You learn a lot. It's kind of fun. Um, anyway, I enjoy doing it. But that link is also on my um, Instagram, Soul Centered Living. I don't know if it's on my website, but it's definitely on my bio. And then the key codes, understanding the key codes. We did an overview on the key codes. And I don't know if that's on my I should look. But those of you that are in, there's a Patreon, the Soul Path Patreon discount, too, for that, too. If some people want to re-listen to it so that you, um, you're welcome to do that now and have it for a while. I think if you 
get the replay now, you have it for six months. So that's a long time to do it. And those processes are very powerful. I got a lot of emails. Oh, it changed my life. Oh, Sunray, thank you for putting it in the chat. Hi, Sunray. Yeah, I've got to, I should do a mailing too. Maybe I'll do an emailing. I've been chanting so much and doing a lot with readings. I got to get Jacqueline in the chat. Maybe she could help me. Okay, because I've just, yeah, I've um, want to get more information out because things are about to rock and roll. <laughs> things people are feeling. Okay. I digress. Let me keep on track. Let me get to the questions. Then if you have a question, call in 347-539-5122, 347-539-5122, and press uh, 1 on the keypad. Okay? Okay, I guess we had a couple questions in the chat, so let me see. And then I'm going to get the email questions and then to the callers. Oh, Sue, what did you say? Wow, something you said in my reading about I will no longer do what I was doing anymore. I see that. Ooh, when you said it, I felt a pit in my stomach, but now I can see and feel it. Ooh, Sue. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Some of this new, this shifting. Now, mind you, it's you shifting more into you on a soul level, but it does put a little pit in the stomach. It can cause a little, oh, what the heck's going on now? How am I going to do this? And I think the difference is, is because people are recognizing, you, in other words, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. You've been calling this through. It's, it's something that's happening in the universal energy flow, you know, as above, the law of correspondence, as above, as below. So what's happening in the quantum world, in the infinite space of reality, is there's reality changing, and that's going to affect us. We are, that, we are that infinitesimal aspect of our being. Uh, let's see. Jackie Bratt. Oh, Soul Centered Living was fantastic. Highly recommend. Thank you. Yeah, got a lot of good feedback from that. And also the Key Codes workshop and course, um, the, the sound, that, that Grace uh, does the, the sound attunement. We did some transmission work. You get a good information, um, you know, within that. And then you get to do the, the process to connecting to the key codes. All right, let's ask a question. Okay, well, first question was, do you believe people can put hexes and spells on others? How do you get rid of them and protect yourself? Ooh, that's a good one. There's a yes and a no. Yes, definitely can. And I've worked with that doing depossession work. But you have to somehow be open to it or have that somehow kind of like a little chink in your aura or or armor, a little down. Um, you need to work. I do this work. I do this removing, whether it's in a house, a space, or a person, if that's what it is. Sometimes it's more likely, a lot of times what I found in doing this work a lot for many, many years, a lot of times it's somebody else, it's, it's, it's a thought form that's sent to you. Or it's your very own thought form seeming like a demon or attacking you okay so there's definitely needs to be a shift a clearing out you have to do energetically and then also um you know within the body mind system there's usually a belief or something that holds that in place now you can also depending how strong it is just see it passing through you 
I think you guys, I talked to you about this before. I mean, if I repeat myself, but some stories I repeat because they're really good stories and they're you know, great explanations. Years and years and years ago, I was doing some work um, hosting, you know, TV hosting, and I was taking a workshop and kind of more of a, I guess, workshop was with a group. But mind you, I still have my spiritual work, spiritual side, you know, my clients, my doing sessions. And, and so I went to some things with the group, but some things I just didn't want to do because I wasn't either that interested or vibrationally, or I was just busy with other things, you know, my, my work, my life. You know, I had, a, you know, a lot going on, although I enjoyed meeting everyone and spending time. I mean, I made a couple of really good friends through it as well. But there was this person that, I don't know, was very jealous. Anyway, they were trying to connect with me more. They knew what I did. They knew I was psychic. They knew I was a medium and, you know, on a spiritual soul path for a very long time. And, and you know, we connected fine. But I remember they had a birthday. Something was going on. And everybody went, I think, pretty much. I didn't go. I couldn't go. It was It was at a distance. I remember it was a long drive. And... Again, like I say, I was very, I don't know if I was even teaching, I might have even been teaching at Agape Spiritual Center also, on top of everything else, client, psychic work, you know, doing volunteer work, all the stuff that, the podcast, okay. So one day, I'm sitting there, I'm sitting, some people are doing their improv or whatever, and I think it was improv. They were doing some scene or something, hosting, practicing. And I felt all this hate, this negative energy just coming at me like a boulder. And I thought, ooh, someone is sending me like major hate, major bull. And mind you, I wasn't looking at the person because I was looking at the little stage we had. And I looked and I saw that person and they looked at me and then they looked away and then I thought, oh my God, they're they're upset with me. And of course, being psychic, I knew why and I knew, and I kind of thought, I knew, I thought this person is going to be very upset that I don't go to this thing, but I, I can't do something just because someone's going to be upset with me. You know, I'm not going to be manipulated. You know, if my parents couldn't manipulate me into stuff, someone that I don't know so well can't manipulate me. Um, but I felt that intense energy. I mean, it was extremely, I mean, for me to turn around and look, and it was just like, you know, daggers. You could feel it. It was palpable, penetrating into my aura. But I just let it go. I thought, okay, I know what it is. They're upset. Um, and I didn't change how I was. I was still as kind as ever. I was still how I was with that individual. And But I kind of knew. I thought, whoa, they've got a lot, a lot of wounding, a lot of you know, issues of abandonment. I could tell there was stuff going on, right? So years later, they ended up taking a class with me and came up and said, I don't know if you remember if you ever felt this. And they said, you know, they basically said, but how? And I I looked before they could even complete. I said, oh, yeah, I felt it. And I knew why you were doing it. And they apologized and we hugged and that was it. So, yes, but I, it didn't impinge me. So a lot has to do with where you're at spiritually. You know, what are you spiritually sound? Are you mentally, emotionally sound? Um, that's a part of it. So, yes, I would say those kinds of things happen, whether there's somebody's intentions, ill thoughts, ill will, 
psychic daggers coming at you. People can pot and plan and do things. Metaphysically, the best thing to do is rise above, raise the vibrational frequency so that you're not in that. Like my great friend Grace says, what story are you telling yourself? This is why I didn't get, you know, like when the Catholic priests would do depossession work and they would get attacked. The depossession, knock on wood, that I did, I never got attacked um, because I didn't believe in that framework. I was just there helping that individual that believed in that framework. I stayed as much as possible in the oneness. Now, does that mean I don't get afraid? Yeah, I get scared, you know, afraid. I don't like watching scary movies, especially at night, because, I don't know, it just opens. Because I, the astral plane, there's a lot of stuff floating on the astral plane, and I don't want to align to that because I'm very open, whether it's real or imagined. So a lot of times what we imagine to be true is true or becomes true because that is within our reality and we have a biochemical response to it, a mental-emotional response to it. But the best thing is pop up into the oneness, get into the higher vibrational frequency as much as possible. And that shifts your energy enough not to have those kinds of experiences because you have to be on a certain frequency to let it to let it in. Or if you know that that's happening, you need to fortify yourself. Good food, being around good people, be in nature, be by the beach, the mountains, get those negative ions going, go to different places that raise your vibrational frequency, eat well, sleep well, meditate, pray, not to keep something away, but to be in the oneness, be in the higher vibrational frequency. Um, and I've known some people that, I, you know, you can feel it psychically if somebody's disgruntled at you or sending you something. But you could notice it, witness it, be in the observer, and then bump up to the higher vibrational frequency. Okay, so answer, next one. Diana, that was from Linda. Are other people going through a lot of anxiety? It's becoming overbearing. Uh, And by the way, I've been doing your five-step releasing and releasing fear yeah my mp3s that greatly help five-step emotional clearing process you can get it on my website you can get it on itunes spot whatever five-step emotional clearing process is and transforming fear into creativity the key to it though and diana if you're listening is you do the five-step emotional clearing process you do the transforming fear into creativity and then back it up with understanding the universal laws and activating the law of magnetic attraction. So when we clear stuff, we want to put new stuff in, right? It's like the proverbial leaf. Where does it fall? Right where you've swept. So the universe will fill a vacuum. So you want to consciously and intentionally Fill your vacuum. That's not meaning not to have space. You want to be in the void of potential and possibility. You want to take a deep breath in, breathe out. Feel the space around you. Be comfortable with the space. But the mental-emotional level, you want to have an intention of if if, if depression is clearing, what are you envisioning? If you're feeling better, more energetic, what are you envisioning coming in? Right? If that hex is going away, what are you envisioning coming in? Good thoughts, positive thoughts, life-affirming thoughts. But visualize situations and people, circumstances that do that. 
you know, and get into that feeling of it. So the best thing when we're clearing or doing emotional clearing work or repatterning, that's why in the repatterning work in the hypnotherapy I do, when we clear patterns, we bring in a new pattern, but in a flexible way, in a way that's from the higher consciousness. Because make no mistake, everything's a pattern. People freak out about the the matrix, you know, the, oh, I don't want the matrix, the matrix. Please, people, look up matrix in the dictionary. It means a design. Everything in the planet is a design. A fractal is a design. The flower of life is a design. The the spheres of music, you know, the universe, the, the, the sounds, the tone uh, is a design. You are a design. The soul is a design. Everything is a design is a blueprint. So all we're doing when we're doing all this stuff is just shifting the energy that comprises and makes up the design. We're shifting up the design. We're redrafting and redesigning. But we're not, we're not pattern-free. You know, our routine is a pattern. Everything is a pattern. So once you understand that, then you, that gives you permission to change your pattern or patterning. That if you think you're ever going to be pattern-free or matrix-free, you're deluding yourself. The matrix is not something bad. You know, it, there could be limiting matrixes, but you change the, the, the design of the matrix, right? Everything in the universe is based on some kind of pattern. That's when you, you know, even reading astrology, you, it's a pattern. The planetary rotation it's a pattern so i mean that's why a lot of psychic work or chance work is reading the patterns understanding the patterns and aligning to the patterns energetically if you can align to patterns energetically then you will start to get the messages of what that energy means whether it comes through in numbers feelings words uh, visions storyboards in your mind it's, you've got to you've got to align to the frequency of the of the patterning to read it to some degree. You have to you have to be able to align or or be close to the patterning to recognize what's going on. So um, yes, there is a lot of anxiety right now, and because we're being squeezed, that's why Diana, you should do my Patreon Soul Path Patreon group. Um, we're being squeezed for this new direction and new ways of being. And so it's uncomfortable because in the old paradigm, you know, the earth patterning, we had a lot of things that were kind of fixed or more dependable or stable. So our body reads patterns. That's why I'm glad we have the somatic person on because our body, and then it's registered in our subconscious mind, is, is reading the patterns before we are consciously aware of it or cognitively aware of it. So we can feel, "Uh uh-oh, things are shifting, things are a little off now, what's going on? And so when we don't listen, it gets louder and louder and louder, or we start having symptoms of things. And we get a lot of, we process a lot of information through the gut, that HADA center, that empowerment center, place of the inner child, our gut knowing, our instinctual awareness, processes like nobody's business it is it is a sieve especially for things that don't feel safe or that or change we feel queasy in the stomach something's going on we feel it in the heart the message and then last but least it comes in the brain but the but it first registers in the gut and in the heart 
And if you look at that from a chakra point of view, that's the third and fourth chakra. The only way when you're feeling something in the gut and in your heart, heart palpitations, uncertainty, fear, you've got to bump it up to the seventh chakra. When you feel it in the brain, that sixth chakra, right, then there is then you know there's big change. That starts registering. That's connecting in with the 13th chakra. So, yes, there is a lot of anxiety because we already know there's going to be a lot of change starting next year, but really that 2025, I don't know, between 2025 and 2027, 2030, my guides told me huge change in 2020. This was in the 90s, and they gave me a lot of predictions of what would be happening. Then they said 2025 and 20, between 2045 and 2050. Um, so we're 2040 and 2050. And 20, by 2050, we would have a world we don't even recognize. So... We're feeling that instinctually. We're wired to that because there is a quantum aspect or transpersonal part of us, the, the part that is, you know, through the subtle energy aspect of us. We're connected in through the etheric plane, right? The astral, the akash. We, the design is changing. So we are feeling that energetically. So I would say be extra gentle with yourself. That's what I've been doing, extra gentle some things I can't do or follow through or push on. You know, i got to kind of wait, reach out to people, nurturing food, connect with others. I'm going to be doing more readings because that centers me for my YouTube. Um, meditating, you know, designated meditation times more often. And reach out like you did. That was perfect, Diana, to ask that question. Like, are other people feeling this? Yes, I've had people do some very interesting things of late due to the stress that's going on also in their environment. So also all of you look and see what needs to change in your environment. Is your environment supportive of a, like a cocooning sanctuary, peace and calm so you can make these changes? Because the changes are coming. There's no putting the genie back in the bottle. These changes are happening no matter what. And that's a lot of this anxiety. And we're feeling that there's going to be external changes. I would say more crackdown, lockdown. There's a lot of stuff that's coming, again, 2025. Now, that might seem like, oh, that's a couple of years. But our body is in, the, is in the infinite time. There's an aspect of our body that is in the infinite awareness of the, all that is, which means it's in the timelessness infinite time it's in the place of timing so it perceives things before it ever happens and the bigger the thing is that's going to be the more jarring the more we're feeling it in the body so yes a lot of people are going through this right now um i could say i have as well and just doing what i can and sometimes sometimes i have better days and sometimes I have great days and then some days I'm like whoa this is this is challenging I can feel it so I hope that helps let's see oh Jay style okay Jay I have that anxiety lately too I really think I'm a sensitive empath yikes I feel something coming that I'm not ready for Jackie totally feeling that too well you are ready for it but the but the ego part of us that is 
very focused on maintaining and stabilizing something, feels that something destabilizing is coming in. But that doesn't mean that it's not going to be more fulfilling or bring more prosperity or abundance and be more opening. It's just going to destabilize for a while. And it's, I think more people are opening up, more awakening, so you're feeling these changes energetically more before they happen. You're more aware, um, especially those of you that are highly sensitive, HSPs, empaths, however you're identifying, star seeds for sure. A lot of you are feeling like, ooh, my next level is coming in. I'm going to be on stage somehow in my, your life. Whether it's in front of friends or family or yourself, you're stepping out. Because that's what the soul is about. The soul is, the solar aspect of us wants to shine. So there is this kind of stepping out or stepping forward for many people. And we, we don't necessarily know what that is. Sometimes it could be the anxiety can happen and then there's a sense of relief. You know, like, like I had to make some decisions recently and I, something I didn't want to do. I didn't want to have to invest in something. I wanted to wait for that investment and I had to do it. And then I had a lot of anxiety around it. But then after I made the decision, I'm a wee bit, but a lot of, a lot of relief came in. I felt very open. So your inner guidance may be asking you to do something that feels pinchy or tight or anxiety, especially around 3D things of, you know, money or security. But whatever you're being asked to do, is there's a form of expansion, especially if it has to do with getting support or understanding to help you blossom more, do more of what you want to do. There is a little bit of that feeling of kind of going out on a limb, and the limb is is we think it's flimsy, but it's actually just flexible. The limb can actually drop to the ground, but it can go to the sky, you know, up through the sky, into the clouds, up to the planets, up to the stars. So it's just a different framework, and we're also being rerouted, restructured, redirected on, a, on an energetic and a cellular level. A lot of people are connecting more to the DNA of their subtle energy or the DNA through the subtle energy or subtle energy DNA, not just the denser physical or gross body DNA, but connecting in and reattaching, reclaiming the subtle energy DNA. And this is where a lot of these gifts that people are going to be experiencing are going to be happening. All right, I hope that helped. Let's get to callers, 347-539-5122. Hi, you're on air. Who is this? Hello, 203. Okay, I'll come back to you. Sometimes people walk away. Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle, it's Laura. Hey, Laura, welcome. Hi. Hi, how are you? In this moment, I am doing super fantastico. <laughs> That's great to hear. Great. And you usually, see? I've been doing super fantastical myself. <laughs> so, <laughs> cool. cool. I, yeah, everything's been really good for me personally, but I have been helping out a family member financially lately. And mm. it turns out we discovered her youngest son, who is an adult, who still lives at home, it has been a big big financial drain on the entire family. So she's asked me to sit down and talk to him. I have talked to him once on the phone for about an hour. And I'm just, I'm just wondering 
I don't want to get into something too deep <laughs> that I, oh, that's beyond what I can handle. So I was just looking for some guidance if my guys have anything to tell me regarding this situation. Get out of it. Yeah. That's your patterning. Mm-hmm. That's they, they should be talking to their son, not you. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, that's a huge bound. Yeah. And this is, I'm glad you're mentioning, this is exactly what I'm talking about, these old patterns that we have of our energy intervening. And sometimes it starts to happen when we're starting to do really well or we're getting in a, more and more in alignment that has a mm-hmm. kind of electrical, you know, a magnetic electrical charge. And people kind of resonate with that, like, oh, you can help me. You can save the day. And mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like you can then set up shop because right now that's not the way that's not the way to go. And it also cheats those people from their next level of growth. So the yeah. first thing I heard yeah. is get out of there. Stop it. Stop the help. They have to figure it out. Like one of my great metaphysical teachers always told me, hey, Michelle, people have their own higher self, and mm-hmm. it's up to them to learn how to connect in to that part of them. Yeah, I was wondering if that was the case, too. It's like, yeah, I, I could help. And I have said no a few times. And No, say it uh, all the time. The Put it on that go. I say, you know your mm-hmm. son. You know what to say. You'll be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Just hand it back yeah. to them. There's, yeah, the empowerment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I see you doing energy workers. But... He said, oh, really? that, well, that, well, then the son could move out. <laughs> that's what hey. I'd like to tell him. It's like, well, you know. No, tell yeah, him. He has but two see, parents. We don't, we, 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 don't, we don't serve anybody by not telling them the truth. And I am so blessed that I have really, I have close friends in my life that do not pull, they tell me the truth. They, Mm -hmm. like I told somebody the other day something so like dramatic of something that, well, that's what they said. Oh, Michelle, how dramatic, that I did when I was a, you know, a a young kid. And they're like, oh my God, Michelle, that's so dramatic. And And I thought, yeah, it is. It was kind of. You know, or what story, like Grace told me, what story are you telling? So, yes, it's good to commiserate. It's good to like, oh, I'm so sorry you're going through that. I'm here for you. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. What do you want to do about it? But right now I'm telling everybody fiercely, 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 Mm -hmm. you have to hand this shit back. You have to stop (laughs) dealing with the pooper scooper. All of us. I call it the pooper (laughs) scooper, right? You know, when you're picking up your dog's poo-poo. Yeah. But then there are people in our life, and believe me, I was the best pooper scooper boy. I had their people clean, and then they'd poop again and not pick it up. I'm poop, picking up the poop. And then I'm like, Michelle, you're the pooper scooper person with all these, you know, family, friends. And I started handing it back. And I even mm-hmm. did it once with a, a family member or brother that I'm very, very close to. And I just stopped listening, and I just would change the subject. I started using my counseling tools, and then one day he goes, God, you don't tell me anything anymore. You don't seem like you want to help me. And I said, well, you don't listen anyway, so I figured you'll figure it out or you'll do what you want to mm-hmm. do anyway. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh. Mm-hmm. And then he started laughing, and I go, yeah, I learned. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Mm-hmm. So we are not only doing ourselves but the other person a huge disservice when we enable mm-hmm. them, whatever term you want to use, yeah. if you want to use a, yeah. 
So you got to stop doing that, and you have to focus on you and your, I feel, energy work, something that you're going to be doing on a healing mm-hmm. level. And if they oh, want to, okay. if they want to do an exchange, doesn't always have to be money, but people need to give it an mm-hmm. exchange, help yeah. or money. I have you tell them, exchange, oh, help. yeah, I yeah, have that original set up for the help I've already done. But it's like, okay, this is another thing. It's like then, then, <laughs> then here's what would you, how would you like to, what exchange would you like mm-hmm. to do? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you want to empower not just yourself but them, and I feel they are in a rut and they're. T- pulling you down and if you interject or get in there it's going to get squirrely it's going to get okay more more intense i feel like when i look at their energy it's like a it's like a you know the ball of yarn when you're knitting when you are Mm -hmm. untangling it so it's not totally totally in the ball but it's entangled okay okay thanks for calling in a lot of people need to hear <laughs> that message. So thank yeah. you. Yeah. Okay. Talk All to you right, later. Bye bye. Bye. Hi, you're on air. Hello. I don't hear you. Let's see. Hi, you're on air. I hear Hello? scratchy sounds. Hi, you're on air. Hello? Hola. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. 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 I hear an echo. Hello. Hello. My name is Maria. Do you hear me? Hi. I can hear you, Maria. I can hear you. Welcome. Okay. <laughs> How are you? Hi, Maria. I'm doing great. How are you doing, Maria? Ah, not too good as I know. I'm a bit upset. I don't know how yeah. to tell you. I got a trouble on my roof. The, what do you think? The company issued the letter T. And my daughter, she think my daughter can make a letter. Maybe they're going to freak us. Or I got to put a lawyer. Have your daughter help you, okay? And daughter, you may have... Yeah, have your daughter help you. You might have to. You have to write a letter. You're saying, feels like there might be some legal stuff you have to do. So I don't know. Is it a legal situation? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I think you're going to have to. A lawyer to help me. Okay, okay, my daughter. She she can talk. It's going to be okay. You said the panel, the the electric panel. You can start with. You can. Yeah, Maria, you can start with your daughter, but I feel like it's something legal, which means you may have to have um a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, the lawyer, I know a, a lawyer, the name is David. You think it's good? Wait, oh, do you have a lawyer right now? Yeah, I know a lawyer. You know, I don't know if it's good if it's Samara going to win. What do you think? Is it good? Okay, I'm not totally understanding the question. Can you say, what, what is the exact question? Do you have an attorney now? Yeah, the name is David. Is it good? You think is it good that this okay. guy? Let's see. Well, that's kind of, I'd have to know more about him. Let's see. David, let me see. 
Is he younger? Younger with yes. dark hair? Okay. He's younger. Red hair. Okay, you need to talk to him. Yeah, I feel like it's something about a letter. If you if an attorney helps you with a le- letter, then it's going to be good. That's what I'm getting. So whatever that means. If you're if you're but I feel like you're going to have to have it feels like there has to be an attorney. Your daughter can try, but I feel like the legal you're it sounds like there's legal dealings. It's a, yeah, it's showing legalities around you. Yeah, yeah. So, David, what's, let me ask, what's the best that I should take with asking David to help? Yeah, it looks good. Maybe your daughter's taking you in to talk to him because I, I do see a consultation. I do see you going in there, you know, in an office. So I don't know if you've talked to him already. I said no. I can talk it to yeah. the phone. Because I need to be that was good. I, I, I still, listen, it's for that. I still, you see, I'm going to go in Italy this year. I want to go to bed. You see, Miss, I'm going to go in Italy. Yes, yes. I feel you're going with your daughter. Where is your daughter? Because your daughter seems to be... My daughter um, is here with me. Yeah, I'm going to go oh, with my good. daughter. Okay. With your daughter, right? Yes, of course. Yeah, okay. Well, I didn't know. Okay. Before yeah. me, my daughter got to go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, well, it's up to you when you want to go. I feel you can go. It's up to you. You think I buy a house over there? But you may sell something first. Sell a house. I see. Okay. All right, Maria. Thank good to talk with you. Much thank you. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thank you. I'm sorry about you. Thank you very, very, very much. God bless you. Lots. Nice to talk to you. God bless you. God bless. Lots of light. Okay, people, if you have, because some people are in the queue. There's a lot of people in the queue. If you have a question or a comment, you need to press 1 on the keypad to let me know to to click on your number. Hi, you're on air. Hi, Michelle. This is Christy. Hi, Christy. Welcome. Hi. You know, I was going to ask a question, but now I just feel like saying a comment. So um, I was one of the people that took your soul-centered living class, and I just wanted to say as people are calling in for questions or we're talking about all these changes coming, the soul-centered living class was so good for me personally, and I know others in it, for getting to really know yourself and helping to make those decisions so it's not, it's more from your higher soul and spirit versus that ego-based decision-making, um, and it just oh, ways raise your vibration. and Yeah, oh, so many good things in there. And, and that's the great thing because you have those little videos. I just want to tell everyone, you watch a video, and then she gives you a homework assignment, and I took notes from the videos, and then I did the homework assignment in the same journal, and I can refer back to that many times. I can see my growth. I can see, like, oh, what things lifted my vibration if I just want a quick look, even though I know these things now. But it's, it was just, it's just such a great tool, and I just want to say thank you for your class, and it really does help me make decisions. And then calling in always gives us affirmation as we call into your program. But your tools and that, those videos and the homework assignments that 
we have to really dig into ourselves to get our own answers, and it's very helpful. So mm, just wanted to say thank, thank you. you for that. I think people are going to really benefit. Thank you for that. I forgot, too, the, the, the home, yeah, the growth work, weekly focusing and growth work. Um, That's huge. So you if you choose to do that, you learn so much about yourself and just your uniqueness in the oneness, and I think that is so key um, just in any decision-making and just um, being true to yourself and um, your real voice. I love that. I may have to pull this well, as you a – Well, you taught us. <laughs> And, well, no, I love what you shared. I may have to pull it and, I don't know, edit it in a little thing because I always forget, you know, because I'm in the course, I create them, I'm in it teaching and sharing. Yeah. and So I don't, I forget what, it, you know, like, I'm not a good marketer. Like, it, oh, it does this, it does that. I know I you're forget. not. So that's why I thought, I'm not asking a question. I just want to call in and I, with your tools, I can really answer my own questions. Yes, you, <laughs> you know, did. it's just you that affirmation piece. Okay. Oh, okay. I love it. I love it. So, well, if you have a question, I'll answer otherwise. Um, uh, well, is your queue really busy or a guest coming soon? No, we've got the guest. Uh, okay. Ooh, well, I well, was maybe curious. Go I missed your numerology episode, and I thought I could just, if you are comfortable doing a numerology thing, because um, I know I have a year, my year, normal year is a seven, my birth year is a seven. I know that's a big year for me because this is a year seven as well. So I thought maybe I'd get some insight on numerology. Okay, let's see. What what's the birth date? Or the six just seven day or holders? Okay. Yeah, six seven and a year seven. Well, you're in a year seven. Let's see where you're at uh-huh. now. So I know it's a two, but I just seven. wondering your intuitive take on that. Well let's see. Oh, six seven right and now. And I just started it. June seventh. Yeah. Birthday. Oh, you had a happy yes, birthday. Correct. Okay. Thank you. Well, it's an 11-2 and the 56, the 5-6. So creativity, self-expression, and also following your heart or what emotionally fulfills you is really important. And also this is going to be a testing year, like testing, like, like just what happened just now. How much do you know? What did you learn? Looking back mm-hmm. and going, wow, I know this now, I do this now, I handle this this way, or this is what I'm interested in. Um, it also can bring, with that 11-2, can bring um, areas of finance or investment or home or housing, having to do something with, you know, maybe refinancing or home, house, leases, legal dealings or documents. It sometimes can bring those kinds of things, whether for you or someone around you or in your family, um, you, you know, you'll be around that. And the two brings a lot of cooperative energy, which is I'm getting with the fifth, the five, six, which is the 56, so I read those sub-numbers as well as the 11, too. A lot of people say don't read the master number, but I, I read it all. Um, yeah. For you, it's a lot about reaching out to people to connect and share and maybe connect, collaborate, or also the, the energy of kindred spirits, people that are like-minded. So you're going to be guided a lot by what is fulfilling, what feels joyful, what makes you feel good. And and a lot of that will have to do with people. So there probably is going to be some new spirit buddies in your, you know, in your sphere, people whether online or in person or a combination of that you're connecting with and sharing your path a bit more and they're sharing their path with you. I love that. Yeah. That's great. So it's a great 
Yeah, and new influences, and I would say even something maybe coming, opening up um, in the area of creativity, art, self-expression, hobbies, some new interest or interest you go Very back cool. to. Yeah. Thanks, Christy. Thanks for calling. Oh, well, that's helpful. All right. Well, you have a great week ahead, Michelle. Thanks for your insight. You too. All right. Take okay, care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, just saw our bye. guest. Where is, bye. Our guest, where is our guest? I just saw them was going to pick up, and now they're gone, I think. Okay, well, maybe I'll just call them. Or should I wait? Oh, there they are, there they are. Okay, God, we got so many people in the queue. All right, I, apparently our guest is also open for questions in regards to our conversation, so... I might just check in with people, but as far as readings or tuning in, if you didn't get your question answered, call back next week, uh, Wednesday. I'll be here. Oh, wait, am I here Wednesday? I don't know if I'm here because it's, I think it's fourth. Of, no, I'm here. Okay. All right, let's get to our guests. So uh, we have on with us uh, Cheryl Pallant. I uh, hope I'm saying that right. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, she works with somatic uh, a somatic practice. Her book out is Embodiment Practices for a World in Search of Healing. So I'm going to dive in with her. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, Michelle. Can Hello. you hear me? I can now. Hi. Welcome. Can you hear me, Cheryl? Hi, Michelle. Can you Hello. hear me? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Okay. Yep, I can. Okay. Technology oh, working. I yeah. know, right? Right, right, right. Okay. So I'm so excited to talk uh, with you. Um, I mentioned at the beginning of the program because we were talking about consciousness and the new emerging consciousness and this whole awakening. And a big part of this new emerging consciousness or awakening is the embodiment of the new emerging consciousness, really embodying it and bringing the focus back to the body, you know, because so many previous religions, legacy religions, beliefs, systems of thoughts, doctrine was all about getting out of the body, right? It was very head up, even meditation. Everybody right. was escaping, <laughs> right? Escaping earth, escaping the body, you know, and that paradigm has really switched um, into that end of the body. So I'm really curious and excited to um, understand. I don't know that much about um, the work that you do. And now, are you a somatic psychologist? <laughs> what are you doing? No, there? but I'm many. I am many things, but I do okay. energy healing. So you okay. know, trained specifically in Reiki and healing touch. Um, okay. But you know, a dancer and my dance training has introduced me to a whole slew of different modalities, um, and and then writing and teaching. But the body component has been pretty consistent and makes its way into all facets of my life. And mm. like you said, we've been trained to not be present with our body, and that goes against everything that health is about in my experience, and I think in other people's experience too, that part of the problem why so many of us are uneasy or ill is because we're not connecting with ourselves and we're connecting with an idea 
that may not be in alignment with who we are. Yeah, the idea of who we And by the way, in my career I had previous uh I was also a dancer, and even that was even, I don't know if your experience was, but boy, pushing the body and getting into the mind, making yourself do things, when the body was clearly yeah. saying, no. No. <laughs> it was like, woo, I had well, to I was, a lot I of was, stuff. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I was fortunate I didn't do the choreography route. I did the improvisational route. So it was all about oh. what's going on with yourself. How free can you be? Can you be even more free? So, I mean, that really, really expanded all the abilities that I didn't know my body was capable of. Yeah. It's amazing what our body is capable of. Yeah, the not pushing and the rest. Our body, I mean, the resilience, um, the ability for our body to heal itself, and especially when we're aligned in the mind and consciousness, you know, when we bring that into the the journey of the body of what it needs and what it wants, it's just amazing. You know, I've been in my life, I've sometimes supposed to have had to have surgeries for something, and I just, oh, let me try another way. Let me take some certain herbs, supplements, and stretch here and there, and it's gone. You know, it's like, <laughs> um, yeah, so it is powerful. So let's, um, I'm curious about this eco, okay, um, let's talk a little bit about ecosomatic, uh-huh. somatic practice. Um, and by the way, I love in your title you say in a world in search of healing. Like, oh my God, I found that so profound. I, I just had to interject that because I think that's so much of it. We, there's a search, always searching for healing. And I think sometimes why people don't find what the healing is because it doesn't fit into their narrative, but they're still searching. What is that one thing? What is that going to be? Um, so I'm also curious of your take on that. But back to ecosomatic. Curious about that. And then what is a somatic practice? And can people just yeah. start a somatic practice? Yeah, so, no, so ecosomatics is a big word for kind of the confluence of being somatically attuned, which basically means be in touch with your own personal body, not the body that someone else tells you you have or what's in the encyclopedia. It's about your own subjective personal experience with all its anomalies. But ecosomatic mm. says, okay, it's not just your body, but know that your body is tied to everything else in the universe. So the whole e- ecological system. So it's kind of bringing the awareness mm. to we are not an isolated being, that you and I are connected. Just in, as you say, you know, everybody, those of us who are sensitive are picking up on what's going on in the world right now. Well, yes, we're connected to not only other people, but we're connected to the animals and we're connected to air and we're connected to soil and it's a mutual relationship and Mm. degrees of harm and degrees of trauma have kept us away from either of those relationships. So we're not in a, the best relationship with with ourselves or we're not in the best of relationship with the um, natural world. And so look what's going on. You know, we get Mm -hmm. climate catastrophe, and then we get disease. And 
Mm. You know, the more in touch, my experience is the more in touch we can be with self, the more somatically in tuned, the more we can move into what I call thriving and, you know, what you refer to as this great shift. And, Mm -hmm. you know, this book was born out of a sense of, I thought it was a shift in me that was happening. I didn't realize it was a larger shift. And Mm -hmm. I didn't even know what the particulars were for that. All I knew is that I had this big intuitive hit that I had to write this book. And I had to not only come out myself as, you know, the greater sensitive person I am, but encourage others also to expand their awareness and expand their perceptions at the edge of their own awareness to be more fully themselves. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, so I have like little tears in my eyes of like confirmation. It's like... (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay, because you answered, like, you know, I work with guides and oversoul, you know, trans channel and conscious channel, and wait years and years before the, you know, people now, now people are talking about awakening. It's like an everyday thing. I've been here, like, on right-wing podcasts that they're saying, we're in this great awakening, and it has a spiritual component. We have to all come together. But you answered something just now so profoundly, and I just... It, it's like, oh, my God, it makes sense now. So always, like I said, shared with you about this embodiment, and I didn't quite click it in. You know, and the guys are saying it has to be in the body and feeling in the body, and you have to live it and be it. But now I see by what you said the disconnect, because in being more, even in the subtle energy field, you know, being in the idea of the subtle energy, whether when it's called prana, chi, ki, reiki, whatever, bioenergy alignment, it's still been very heady or, you know, more within the subtle. But this is saying, you're saying that the whole ecosystem, that interconnectedness of us includes the body, is is the body, is, is part of the, is what I'm hearing. And that's so profound to me right now. I don't know why, but... So to treat, because I've always felt it through the subtle energy, psychically and emotionally, I definitely feel trees or get messages from trees, dogs, animal beings, whatever. But I never really connected or thought that piece of the body, you're saying the body, our physical body, denser physical body, is is also in this interconnect, which makes sense intellectually, but to really feel that. You're saying the body is, is, is in this ecosystem of everything and everyone. Right. And I, and I wouldn't exclude, I wouldn't I mean, yes, the physical body, but you know, I won't say it's only the physical body, but it's also however you want to refer to it as the energy body, the etheric body, the whole body, all of the bodies. But we do tend to yeah. conditioning exclude. Well, I the knew that. I knew yeah, yeah, I knew that that it's the etheric bodies. But what's interesting, and I really want you to kind of dive into this a little more, is like, what are the, what is the perception now when we start looking at, because we're individuated out, and so we know that the denser physical body, by vibration, you know, seems separate, seems more solid. Right. But when you're talking about this 
ecosomatic, it's integrating it or the, coming to the awareness that it is wholly and fully part of the ecosystem. So what does well, that even we mean or look like? Yeah. So, you know, so I'm in Virginia, although right at the moment I'm not in Virginia, but that's where I live. And what was it, last week um, we had to close our windows and not go outside because the smoke from fires in Canada had infiltrated and come all the way down. How many miles is that? 800 or so miles. Mm -hmm. So what happens in Canada impacted what happens to me in Virginia. So, I mean, that's a really specific way in which the ecology, the burning of fires, is impacting my own health. Mm-hmm. So that's a really purely physical, easily, easily traceable. Yeah. But, you know, somebody having a negative thought in Virginia may be impacting somebody in Canada, and what they won't even know where it comes from, Right. So, you know, or water spreads all over the globe. So you can put your finger in the stream that's nearby, but that bit of water, I don't know how long it takes to connect with the whole globe, but it's connected to to the whole water system. So we're in this whole big web. And so what happens in one place is going to impact what happens in another place, we may not always be able to track it, you know, with with our machinery or with our awareness, but it's happening. And that's why so many, I think, empath-sensitive people are, are getting really quite overwhelmed right now because there is so, so much change going on and we don't really fully understand what it's all about. Yeah, so Annette, and so so it's very interesting because also what you're saying in essence, not just obviously what I'm thinking translates, you know, but even what I'm – I would say in the zeitgeist, you know, the energetic field or morphogenic field where we get right. things where they want to call by osmosis. So I'm wondering what is your t- – because so as we're – as more and more taking care of the, our body, then that must also translate – to more and more people taking care of their body. It must contribute. So not only what we're thinking, but also what we're doing within our body, I'm sensing with you, would also be radiating out there and and impacting or impinging that unified field of consciousness. Right. So, you know, what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what you're doing, among the reasons that, you know, when you're meditating, for instance, you know, there's a great awareness. Yes, I'm doing this for myself or whatever is your personal reason, but it's mm-hmm. ultimately benefiting all of humanity. And you may not know how it impacts, whether it's the person next to you or across town, but you are creating, yeah, what you said, the morphogenic field is slightly shifting into, you know, a preferred vibration, if you would. So, yeah, we're constantly influencing each other. I mean, when you watch, let's say, Mm. a dance performance, you can't dance, let's say. You're in the audience and you're not a dancer, but you're watching this, and you can, 
you know, I guess it's the mirror neurons are picking up on what's going on on stage along with you watching it and you're feeling to a degree what the dancer is feeling. But I think some Mm. of us can also feel even if they're not in the same room and you don't even know that they're dancing, we're picking up on all of this. But, you know, the thing that we have most immediate for ourselves is we can be working on our body. And, and I know that, tra- you know, trauma is pervasive, small trauma, big trauma. It's all over the place. And mm-hmm. so the more that we can heal ourselves and feel okay in our own being, then we're kind of watering the larger garden. Mm-hmm. So the work I do on me is helping you. The work that you do on you is helping me. The work you do literally in your garden, you know, with the asparagus and growing, that's helping the rabbits. (laughs) That that means Mm -hmm. helping everybody. It's helping us as well. And I think the problem has been that we don't think of the earth as being alive and Mm -hmm. that which supports us. And we don't think that we are connected to each other. Too many of us feel lonely. Too many of us feel isolated. And it's a perspective, yes. I don't want to discount that those feelings. But once you kind of shift your frame of reference, you know, which mm-hmm. means mean go on the Internet. And like You can connect with people that way. Or go to a coffee shop and maybe you're not talking to people but you're surrounded by people. Um, I mean, there are possibilities endlessly of connection, but it's possible that you've kind of closed the door of your own awareness. Mm-hmm. The awareness can get pretty overwhelming because <laughs> there's so much yeah. well, that's, information yeah, coming that, in. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, sometimes yeah, you got to pull back a little. What can help people open up to that more, open up to their awareness? So, I mean, something as, as simple as um, sitting still, and I'd say go outside because nature is just so wonderfully healing. Mm-hmm. And when you're sitting outside without your phone nearby, so you're not checking it, mm-hmm. just kind of spend time looking. Look around. Mm. What do you see? Oh, you know, so your attention goes to a leaf. Okay. Keep looking at it. And suddenly what starts happening is instead of generic leaf, you start seeing the shape or the specific, the specific color of the leaf. Or you see how it's moving. Or you start seeing its delicacy. Or you start connecting in a certain way with the leaf. And now you're in total relationship with it. And you start feeling something similar moving in you. Do it with your with your ears. Do it with touch. So just feel something that's right there. So if you're outside, feel the ground. Feel the twig. And not just superficially to say, oh, yeah, that's a twig. But no, really let the skin of your fingers feel the roughness or smoothness of that surface. And do this with all your senses. 
And also notice, you know, what are you feeling emotionally? What are you thinking? Just notice. And do this for like 15 minutes. That's all you need to do. That's the start right there. And when Mm -hmm. I lead this in my various workshops and classes, people just go, wow, (laughs) I didn't realize there were so many birds around me. Or leaves are really fascinating. And then, you know, they're like, what is the name of that kind of tree? Mm. Oh, it's an oak tree. And then they get curious about their surroundings. They get more connected. So the interesting thing is, you know, the more connected you get with your environment, the more connected you get with yourself. The reverse also can work. The more connected you get with yourself, it's kind of the very path that leads you to others as well, whatever you want to call others, whether it's, you know, a tree or other people. So it's it's just a way to connect in, and we really, really are craving this. And I think it's yeah. kind of what our disconnected natures is what's brought about the period we're in right now. And my hope mm-hmm. is that more of us connect in so that um, we're reducing suffering and we're creating a whole new way of being. You know, this is the shift that in my best days, I'm thinking, yeah, we're establishing new ways of perceiving. We're establishing new ways of gaining knowledge we're establishing new ways of connecting because we've been pretty limited and now we're opening the frame or opening the field and i think that's exactly what we need to be doing yeah i would agree yeah something that really helps me and i've i've since a kid i've for some reason i have loved birds i even had a little parakeet mm. budgie that used to sit on my shoulder when i'd ride my bike to the beach <laughs> Um, oh. Didn't fly away either. Yeah, but I go listen to the birds. I I love bird watching, and I love just listening to the birds. There's a place I can go. This like uh, park, lagoon kind of place, um, and just aligning. And you know what's so interesting, Cheryl? So many. You know, we have so many guests on. Every it doesn't matter what their field is. It seems to keep going back or boiling down to. Silence, stillness, just listen, just observe, like just to pause, just connect in, just nature. Nature seems to be right. a big part. Um, and I think, I don't know if you heard earlier, but we had a question about anxiety. And um, in my sense is also I'm a therapist, so it's like I, I feel like we're, we are in still post, you know, post-traumatic stress um, syndrome really and also we're in a sense of bereavement so we've got that but we don't but there's no correction there's no um you know bereavement can last as long as it lasts but it keeps getting re-triggered or re-traumatized because there's no reset back to something stable yet except within and i'm wondering what you would suggest somatically because obviously if the body isn't calmed you know, taken care of and brought into the scenario, we have all kinds of, you know, somatic responses. <laughs> Obviously, you know. Right. What, yeah, what would you and the thing with things with like that? 
Yeah, so anxiety has us not living in the present moment because we're still kind of responding to that terrible thing that happened whenever it happened. So being in the body brings us into the present moment. So a really simple thing is, you know, one hand on the heart and another hand right below the belly button. But, you know, and if and you rest your hands there, but if your body is saying, can you move your hand, this hand a little higher or lower, left or right, then do that. And then once your hands are in place, just breathing and feeling the presence of hands on torso. And just stay there, just watching, just feeling or just listening, listening, you know, with your touch. And what starts happening is the body starts to settle down. Like you start and you feel also, oh, there's cold or there's warm or there's a little blip of indigestion or whatever it might be, but you start feeling these really subtle shifts taking place. Mm-hmm. And with your hands in this place too, you know, you're kind of being the alignment of the chakras as well. And you're helping the whole flow of the body. And you're helping yourself relax. And it's when you're in a relaxed place that you're most responsive rather than reactive. You just get to settle here. And it's kind of like a little self-hug. And, you know, sometimes with my clients who are having chronic anxiety, I say, do this when you get into bed. Just kind of get into your comfortable position on bed in bed. Place your hands there. And then at some point your hands are going to want to move or you feel yourself drifting off. It's fine. Then just let your hands move on your own. But you can do this any point during the day too. And it helps you also to align with, you start grounding, start aligning with the energy of the earth too. And now you're starting even to connect in with the larger energy. So it's not just you having to generate, always me having to do everything. No, in this moment, you can feel the energy around you supporting you. Mm, that's nice. I like what you said, you do, so you don't feel you have to do everything alone. And, and again, it reminds me of that ecosomatics you were talking about, that the body is included in this ecosystem, is part of it. And to, and to feel that interconnectedness. Right. And I think that's, we're, we're still, as, as Westerners, we're still pretty young at learning mm-hmm. how do we connect with the environment. You know, that it's not all ticks out there, mosquitoes and ticks. <laughs> They're there. Yeah. But there's a whole... But there's a whole lot more. And, gosh, you know, it provides us 
our water and our air, two really essential elements if we're to stay alive. But there's so many other lessons that come through. And, you know, sometimes the lessons are, you know, know, maybe a certain plant says, give me more, more water. But sometimes the plant allows you to hear yourself in a new way. And I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, who's the one that's communicating, but, you know, I was doing uh, a tree meditation not too long ago, and what I got was, as I'm listening, and I can feel my energy going into the root system and all the trees there working together in their whole network of what I call the sisterhood right there. And they were just saying, just, you're, you're good enough as you are. As you are, you don't have to keep moving the goalposts as we tend to do in this culture that says, keep achieving, keep keep moving forward, keep improving. Like, no, no, no. I mean, yes, there's value to that. There's also incredible value to say, right now, in this moment, everything's great. You are perfect. Everything is wonderful right now. Now, I know a couple of listeners are saying, yeah, well, you've got your health then. You don't have the health that I have, which is not health. And it, well, so you can look at the parts of you that are unhealthy, but also make sure you look at the parts that are healthy and give those more of your attention. So what you give your attention to starts growing even further. And then what might be a so-called negative or an obstacle can turn into an opportunity. It could be an opportunity to grow emotionally or psychologically or maybe it's an opportunity to lead you to change your job or your life situation. You just don't know. So that deep sense of listening, so, so important. And knowing where you're putting your attention. And attention is often a habit, a habit of attention. So put your attention towards something that you don't typically attend to. And the frame shifts and your experience of yourself shifts. So, you know, in this, this book of mine, this eco-somatics book, it's full of all sorts of exercises that can help readers um, have some of these experiences themselves. And it was also me kind of, um, in some ways, cataloging some of what I've also experienced, but also feel like, okay, I, and more than me, we're moving Things are changing, and and to not change is unhealth, but to be in flow is health. Okay, here we go. Buckle up. Are you still with me? Hello? Oh, 
went out a little bit. Hello? Um, yeah, Cheryl, can you hear me? Yeah, are we still here? Yes, we're here. Okay. I am here. You are here. Yeah, I was just saying, yeah. we do change all the time energetically, you know, our biorhythms, circadian rhythms. Uh, we change on a cellular level, you know, every few days. Uh, big changes cellularly, you know, every seven years. So right. that change um, is a constant, yet we're taught not to change or not to, to fear change. Not only not to want it or right. accept it, but usually out of fear. Um, well, so you kind of interesting. In this, yeah, I mean, you said in this um, the last hour or so, um, we like certainty, we like security. Mm. Yeah, right? and I'm a, I'm with that too. I think we all yeah. like to know where's our next meal coming from, and yes. is my roof good enough to handle the, the weather? But yeah, yeah, we're there's incremental changes and there's big changes all the time. Mm-hmm. And I like that you're talking about really just giving the space and the understanding and checking in with the body. I I know that helps me if I am checking in and feeling oh, okay. I have anxiety around this, or you know, I feel this change coming in, or I have to do this now. It's unexpected. I didn't know. I I think just being I've been calling, just be gentle with the body. Just bring the body into the process, the equation, you know, extra support. Because um, I know for me, when I start going through change, there's certain herbs or supplements I'll take. There's certain foods. Mm-hmm. There's a certain cup that I love. And there's a certain bowl that a great friend of mine, Mojgan, made me, a ceramic bowl. And when I get certain soups <laughs> for nurturing, it goes in that bowl. And I feel better, right. <laughs> you know. Um, so I don't know. I guess it could be different for different people. But what I'm hearing you say, it's like just start finding out what those life-enhancing or life-affirming ways are. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I agree right? exactly what you're saying, that when you're feeling uneasy for whatever is the reason, then reach out to the things that give you comfort or give you strength, mm-hmm. whatever the, those are. And what it might be for you may not be what it is for me. But um, yeah. kind of connecting in with the body and um, is one of the really powerful roots of getting to a place of ease and getting to a place of insight as well. I mean, that's mm-hmm. when your, your abilities really start to expand. And yeah. what you thought was possible really grows in a lot of ways. Yeah, it's so interesting that the body is so key to this whole next paradigm shift, you know, opening and body, imbibing the new merging consciousness, ascension, awakening, the shift, whatever you want to call it. It right. seems like the body is front and center. And I, I, in fact, there's so many people right now um, connecting, to, you know, through somatic, somatic psychology, somatics movement, somatics practice, right. Um, right. the soma, the body. And I just, I find it great. It just excites me. But I've known, it, it, it seems like even the last couple of years, there's been this exponential um, leap. Now, I'm wondering how, because... 
we were so I still have even friends and clients of mine that are very much into fitness or yoga which I also have a background in but I have a different path so I'm I'm okay with the slowing down and gentle you know if I don't do a yoga class a day I'm okay you know um <laughs> but right I mean I'm okay I'll be fine um or I do a 10 minute practice versus an hour hour and a half um are you finding more people open up to this? Because I'm still seeing like a bit of pushback on the body, even though people say I need to nurture the body. I'm still seeing people that are like so exhausted and clearly the body just wants a nap or a day off, just wants a day off or a nap. And we still have this, you know, this mental construct of that pushing through, I guess, is what it is, even if it's something that's right. healthy for us in movement. So right. I'm wondering what you're seeing in your part of the the, the world, yeah. the neck of the woods. Well, well, one I'd say pushing your body, I mean, you can push it a little, but I'd say pushing in general, no. And if your body says nap, I'd say nap. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we really, what we're looking for is to allow the intelligence of the body to emerge. And sometimes it's going to oh, say, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it might say, yeah, five-minute nap, nah, 12 hours, yeah. And you're like, yeah, you know, you wake up 12 hours later and you're like, oh, my God, what did I do? I messed up. No. Uh, the body just said, um, Michelle or Cheryl, yes, we need mm-hmm. a long snooze. And, and mm-hmm. so, you know, the body's going to aim to get its way. It, you know, it will, you know, give us a little nudge to get our attention if we're not paying attention the nudge becomes a kick and if we're not paying attention it becomes like a whack on the head and Mm -hmm. it so it's always wanting us to in some ways well tend to it listen and give it Mm -hmm. respect so um, So, to answer your question what am i seeing i mean mm -hmm. i'm gonna you know i mean among my clients, among my students, you know, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of um, my, my audience is very biased, so I'm not in touch with the larger world. Um, but I do see post-pandemic, there's much more mm. interest in people doing activities that are embodied or that are connecting with a community of people. So, for instance, where I live, different dance practices have really become much more appealing to people. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also know there's a great push for, let's mm-hmm. say, fitness. And yes, it's good yeah. to be healthy, it's good to be fit. But if you're doing it to the neglect of other areas of your life, then you're losing balance. And ultimately, mm-hmm. It's about balance. To find what is going to give you the balance. What is right. going to have you have the yin and the yang, you know, the male qualities and the female qualities, or whatever are the ways that you separate your activities. So if you're mm. doing yoga only to look good to other people, which is, where it's been for years in our culture, mm-hmm. and then you're falling into um, the industry that says looking good is better than feeling good. 
and I'm all about, you know, feel good. I mean, feel connected to who you are. Find out who you are. And and then that leads to enjoying who you are. And then you start radiating this joy about you or this health about you. And that's, in my eyes, that would be what fitness is. Yeah. Well, it's fit in all parts, right? If we look at it holistically. Right. The holistic, sounds like yeah. A, yeah, sounds like a big part of that somatic practice is that listening, kind of checking in, but listening, really listening, listening and right. feeling. Right, yeah. listening, feeling. And it's, it, can, it can be fun. It's not like this is like work that you have to push yourself yeah. to. know. It can be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, sometimes, and get I, to yeah, it can play. be yeah, sometimes you kind of are a little tired and the, and you think you need a nap and then the body goes, let's go, let's walk, let's run, let's do something, you know. So, yeah, I just right. feel that, that whole listening. Um, all right, Cheryl, this has been great. Um, where can people find you and the book? And um, I think it's also in the description episode yeah. info. So my book, Ecosomatics Embodiment Practices for a World in Search of Healing, is probably available wherever you could buy a book. So certainly Amazon, but I always press for buy books at your local independent bookseller. And if they don't have it on their shelves right then, they could easily get it. Um, And I always welcome people to reach out to me on my website, um, which is CherylPallant.com. And and I'll spell it quickly, or not so quickly, C-H-E-R-Y-L. P-A-L-L-A-N-T dot com. And people can find me there if they want to do an energy session or coaching session or find out about my books or find out about one of my workshops or just kind of tell me, you know, like what's going on with them. I always welcome just hearing from people. Right. All right, Cheryl. Well, I loved hearing from you. Thank you for uh, spending time with us here. Awakening. Well, Michelle, thank you for bringing me on your show. I, I love what you're you're doing. It's wonderful. Oh, likewise. Well, anytime you want to come back, uh, just let us know. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Mm, bye-bye. Hey, Radiant Soul Lights, thanks for being here and co-creating this with me. I love each and every one of you showing up in this community. And those of you that are new, checking us out, Welcome. Um, I hope you liked what you heard. I know I did. Very good reminder and message for all of us um, about embodying, you know, embodying the body, really, embracing our body where it is now. Uh, Just to recap, that was Cheryl Pallant, and uh, the book is Ecosomatics, Embodiment Practices for a World in Search of Healing. Yeah, some nice reminders and some nice exercises. Um, if you want to connect with her more or even my, myself, uh, ways to do so are in the podcast uh, episode description. All right, everyone. Uh, check me out on YouTube, uh, Patreon. What else? What else? Instagram. Come say hi on Instagram. All right, Radiant Lights. Continue to shine your light. Share your insights. And, of course, keep awake. Awakenings broadcast every Wednesday, 12 p.m. Pacific Time.
Archive shows available on iTunes. For continued awakened conversations and insights, join the Awakenings Group on Facebook. And check out Michelle's blog at soulplayground.com. And keep awake. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.